live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. It's time for the professional experts tonight. My co-host, Duck Riley, is with me. We're waiting on Tim Moore. Duck, how are you? Doing well, Princess. Uh, sitting up here watching a little highlights of the TCU West Virginia U game. I, I, I seem like I can't get enough. But anyway, <laughs> Duck, the highlights were at the end. <laughs> the block field goal. <laughs> he should have awesome, caught awesome, it. Awesome. He should have caught it. He, he should have caught it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, Duck, seriously, you guys are four and one now. In week five, we're yeah. three and one. Four and one. Four and one. Wow. Amen, Duck. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about it is, you know, we wanted to help Penn State out with the rating. <laughs> so so you're well, saying you all gave that away. You know, yeah. come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah, you said yeah, that, yeah, I'm going to yeah. open up the mic of Will Lewis on that one. So yeah, I can well, just hear him laugh. I, first of all, Will don't want to talk too much because it is to be by Virginia Tech. But anyway, <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. You, you I think there were even the highlights in that game. There were highlights in that game? <laughs> That's what I was saying, Will Lewis. I mean, he's riding high, though. Legacy Sean Martin, the grandson of, of Duck Riley, showed out, though. I thought he had several key moments in the game. So. Congratulations, Duck. You ride as long as you want on this one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Lewis, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Awesome, 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 awesome. Steve Thornton, new headset. Welcome to the show. Okay, good evening. Good afternoon to everyone. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing I think, well. I, I think I think my homeboy took uh, TCU too. But anyway, I didn't hear it from I, me. I did. I did. Okay. See, oh, Duck, now we're not calling out folks. Thing. Yeah, Duck, we can't call out folks that didn't pick West Virginia. Now that's just a little bit petty. Don't I'm, you I'm think? sorry. It was it was just a slip of the tongue. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jay Hayes picked TCU too. Jay, how are you? Oh my God, I'm, I'm good, Princess. How are you, Doc? Feeling really good. I didn't realize. I, you know, I, I figured the, you guys wouldn't pull it off, but you did. I'm happy for you. You know, believe me, I, I did not mean any ill will. <laughs> well, I picked TCU, and I don't care what he says. So you know, and it's it's almost Wednesday, and we're still talking about. We're still talking about this. <laughs> All right. Ricky Porter, how are you, sir? Hello, Princess. How are you? What's up, fellas? I'm good, sir. I'm good. Hey, Rick, Rick. What's up, Rick? <laughs> What's up, bro? All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that West Virginia was such a juggernaut either. The rest of the, you know, college football world need to watch out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four and one, hey, listen, I, I, for the playoffs. I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. All right. <laughs> Duck, can we put West Virginia in the contender, pretender section next week? Can we do that? 
No, because I'm sensitive, and they say pretended, and I'm hurt. So, no, no. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Duck, is Tim Moore, is it his birthday today? Yes, yes, very much so. Tim Moore, happy birthday, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Thank oh, I, oh right. I'm glad. Thank you for getting on, Tim. I thought you had a singing engagement. My bad. All right, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, we got jokes tonight, okay. <laughs> and Tim says it's your birthday. I'm going to accept all pettiness tonight. I'm not going to get 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 mad. I'm just going to let you have it. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, Duck and Tim, get started. Let's go. We're ready. All right. Start off with my homeboy, Steve Thornton. Open mic. What you got for us? <clears throat> well, my topic or my open mic thought is, regarding quarterbacks and these crazy salaries that they're getting. And then it's not so much the salary. Let me back off of that a little bit. But really what I'm looking at is I wonder when the teams will realize that trying to find an elite quarterback and paying them 35 45 $50 million or whatever the going rate is, it might not be the only way to put together a Super Bowl team. Uh, if you find one, kudos to you. Great. That's really nice. Um, there's not very many Patrick Mahomes running around right now. But my, my thought, though, is, you know, I, I often wonder why they don't look to build teams in a different manner instead of trying to invest most of the money that they have in one guy. I mean, look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers after paying him all that money. And, I mean, through no fault of Aaron, you know, he, he got hurt. But uh, most of the time, those guys just are not around. And they are, you know, they're few and far between. So my thought is, you know, why not look to build, you know, a stout defense and make running backs really popular again because I'd lean heavy on the run game and get a, a quarterback that is serviceable. Um, if he turns out to be an elite guy, all the better. But it, it to me, it's um, it, your path to success, to me, is trimmed, and it, it becomes a slimmer chance when you focus on trying to build a team around an, an elite quarterback that you don't know if he's a leader or not. So, without burning up too much time, that's my open mic thought for the night. Okay. Uh, Tim, open mic. What you got for us, Tim? Well, that was, I was listening last night. I, You know, I just I, I tend to get just really just overwhelmed and, and, and amazed at people's tendency to get into this oh, he's the greatest that ever played type thing. Uh, I was on a thread with a bunch of dudes that I played college ball with uh, the other night when Georgia went on its uh, its last scoring drive and, and, and uh, 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 what's the tight end? Uh, Brock uh, uh, Bowers. Bowers, Bowers, you know, made some tremendous catches down, down the stretch. And one of them put on the thread, oh, Brock Bowers is probably the greatest tight end that ever played college football. And 
And fortunately, there were other guys on the thread who were likewise, you know, a little bit, you know, hesitant about going to that greatest ever thing. Who one of them pointed out, he said, you know, you guys, I know you're old enough to remember Kellen Winslow. Uh, I know you're old enough to remember uh, Jeremy Shockey. Uh, and uh, and I, I just get really irritated when guys get into this because there's a tendency to do it all the time. Oh, he's the best that ever played and all this kind of thing. And then uh, mm-hmm. you have uh, the, the future Hall of Fame. You know, they'll call everybody a future Hall of Famer if he's having a good season. Um, so uh, that's just one of my pet peeves. Okay. Uh, Francis, open mic. Um, Duck, Duck, I don't have much. I'll, I'll say the, the Taylor Swift thing for um, <laughs> for later. But um, <laughs> um, I guess I'll start with, with Geno Smith getting mad and saying the Giants had, you know, had a dirty play. I don't know if, you know, Geno has built up enough goodwill for that, though, but he's a West Virginia Mountaineer, so we'll give him that. I am happy that Russell Wilson finally won a game. I think if he had lost to the Chicago Bears that Sean Payton would have done something with him in. So my last thing is that Major League Baseball is in playoff mode right now. Playoffs started today. That's it, Doug. Go, go Rangers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go Braves. All right, Richie, open mic. You know, no, Doug, you know, mine is kind of something I brought up the last time, but I do want to comment, um, just say that I do agree with Tim on that, um, you know, this, throwing this uh, goat around all the time, the greatest of, you know, uh, all times. And, and he, you know, Tim came up with some great ones, you know, Shockey and, and um, wow, what was the person you just said, Tim? Um, Winslow. 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 I mean, and we could go on with some names like that, but I, that was Tim's thing. I just wanted to piggyback that. But um, I'm going to say something about this. I still believe that this uh, interference calls, I believe that even, you know, I don't know if it's the last two minutes or when the game, you know, when it's is in the balance and the game is on the line, I really believe that there should be some type of instant replay for uh, the pass interference call. I think, uh, you know, last couple of weeks has been some, you know, some things that have, you know, affected some games. And I think it's always been like this. And maybe I'm just – you know, beating a dead horse, but I, I just believe that that would be something that they should look into. So, nothing more than that. Okay, Jay Hayes, open mic. Yeah, I, I see what Ricky's saying. Um, I think it was more of a defensive holding, if I'm not, uh, if I'm correct. But um, in the Jets game, is that that what you're referring to, Rick? Um, yes, yes, but, that was it. Yeah, you might be right, Jay. They, yeah, they called they called holding on sauce on that one but uh yeah that that was a you know he's been playing the whole game and then they make that call that's kind of touchy um mine is just how how does a team score 49 points in a sec football game and lose you know lsu gives up 55 points (laughs) and loses 55 to 49 i mean they've given up 45 points to Florida State. Uh, they gave up 10 to Grambling. They gave up 14 to Mississippi State. Gave up 31 to Arkansas. 
and won and then gave up 55 to Ole Miss and lost. I mean, there are so I, – I don't know that I've ever coached a football game. I coached a bunch of football games in my life. I don't think I've ever had any games like that where, you know, you give up over 700 yards uh, in receiving and, and passing in a, in a game and give up 55 points. I might not give up 55 points in a season as, <laughs> as, as a defensive coordinator. So I, that just boggles my mind that people are that inept at stopping people, you know, because that's what I've done my whole career. And uh, I just know so many good football coaches and how some of these people are left in charge of these programs. It just boggles my mind. Okay. Will, open mic. Uh, Okay, my open mic really is just a – a couple shout outs to a, to a couple people. Um, first off, uh, Tom Brady's still alive. I see that they, they've consummated his deal as a, as a part owner of the WNBA team. So he's still out there in, in, in existence. Uh, the uh, next shout out is to uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin. It was good to see him back out on the field, uh, even in uh, his limited role, just uh, seeing him back out there and, and playing and uh, just, Coincidentally, he happened to play at Pitt, but that's another story. Uh, and then uh, third was um, a shout-out, sort of a shout-out, but really not sure how it all uh, works out here, um, where DeMar Hamlin was cleared to go and play. play. Um, Deshaun Watson was cleared to play medically for uh, Cleveland, but there seemed to be some kind of mix-up in communication on as to why he why he didn't play, whether it was them telling him he shouldn't go or him deciding based on pregame uh, that he wasn't ready to go. So that's uh, that's my open mic topic. Okay, I'm going to stay with you, Will, because I want to uh, talk about your, your your top five teams this week. All right. Well, I'm still riding the uh, Georgia bandwagon until. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, Michigan. I think did what they had to to do to to stay where they were at number two. Uh, Texas at number three uh, for me. Um, USC is probably the one that's in there that uh, doesn't play very good defense, and I think that showed up this past week. But mm-hmm. I still have them at number four. And then, um, oh man, I'm going with Ohio State at number five. Okay, Steve. Hey, all right. <laughs> Who's that giving shout-outs to him? Like, I thought he was going to shout-out to Jimmy Butler and his new hairdo. But, <laughs> but my top five of the week are Georgia. Like I said, I, I, I got I to keep picking them, even though I'm not impressed with them, but I'll pick them until somebody beats them. But Georgia yeah. at one, Texas at two, Ohio State at three, Michigan at four, because I hate Jim Marball, but they got a really good team. And then Florida State at five. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ricky. Um, I'm going, I'm, you know, even though Georgia got a little scare there, I'm, I'm, Georgia has to stay at number one. 
I'm going with Michigan number two, Texas number three. Even though Florida State was idle this week, I'm going to leave them at four, and Ohio State is going to be five. Okay. Uh, Francis. I have Texas at number one. I am going to take Georgia out of there just because I don't like them. So um, Georgia's number two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, Penn State is five. We are. We are. Okay, uh, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sort of like some of the others. I think until Georgia gets beat, they're still the defending champs. So they're, they're number one. Um, I've got Texas at number two. Uh, I'm flipping three and four. I've got Penn State at number three this week and Florida State at number four. And then Washington at number five. All right. Okay. Jay Hayes. Uh, I'm going to go Georgia. Uh, I'm going to go Michigan at two. I, you know, looking at their schedule, they're not going to lose until maybe Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State's not a top five team, but, you know, that's just me. Um, and then I go Texas. I go Florida State. I go Penn State with Washington close behind. And I think Ohio State should be, you know, eight or nine personally. Okay. I'm going to stay with you, Jay, because I want to know if these teams are pretenders or contenders. UNC, okay. the Kitty Cats, and Oklahoma. <laughs> the Kitty Cats? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pull, pull up who you're – Okay. Who are the kitty Penn cats? State. Penn, Penn State. State. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pretenders, contenders. I I think UNC um, has proven pretty much that they are contenders until they get beat. I don't I don't know that they'll they'll lose um, in in the ACC until maybe the end. Um, you know, Penn State personally, I like how they're playing. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I know you don't like them because they're your rival. And they used to beat you guys up and all that stuff. But um, I, you know, okay, I don't even play. That was smooth. Go ahead. <laughs> but but I, I I think I think they're a good team, and I I like what uh, their coach has done with them, and and uh, you know, I I just see them continuing on on that same road. Uh, Oklahoma, um, I think they'll stub their toe before it's all over with. Um, I just, you know, don't have faith that they can continue on undefeated. Okay. Uh, Steve, Uh, when I look when when, I, when you ask the question, I took it from the perspective of are they pretenders or contenders for the national championship? And when I look at in that light, I think they're all pretenders. And but I like Penn State. I'm not I'm not saying they're not a good team, but they've got a really tough road to hoe in the Big Ten. And you know, I, I don't because of that. I think it, it puts them in a pretender role because, I mean, they got to play Michigan, they got to play Ohio State. Um, I think they have to play Maryland too, who is also five and zero. But 
that is my rationale, if, if one consider that a rationale. But um, all pretend UNC again. You know, I said it last week. You know, they're a basketball school, <laughs> but they got a good team. But I really don't think that when we were sitting here at the end of the year, that e- either of the three of them will be in contention for a national title. Okay. Well, Lord. Yeah, I think um, all three are are good programs. You know what I mean? Winning programs. Um, I don't think uh, any of the three would be in contention for the national championship or really personally for the uh, to be in the final four. So I don't think any of them are that. I think as uh, long as Drake May's playing well at uh, North Carolina, they got a chance to to be winners. Uh, Penn State has got a quarterback and they're playing good defense, so they got a good combination of stuff going on. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to get uh, exposed this week in the Red River deal. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, as far as the long run, I don't think any any of the three, but I think all three of them are good programs. Okay, so uh, Kim. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I think North Carolina's a contender, um, I've, I, and I, I I think at the beginning of the season they were probably not the kind of team that you would look at being as being a playoff team. But I I look at what Jay said in terms of their schedule, and they may not have to run into a, a big you know roadblock until the ACC championship game, and they could be pretty pretty tough to beat by then. So I, I think they're a contender. I think Penn State's the best team in the Big Ten. I, I, you know, I get in arguments with people about that, but I really do. I think they're better than Ohio State and Michigan. Um, but Oklahoma, I think, is going to come crashing back to earth this week um, down in Texas, down in Dallas. Okay, Francis. Um, UNC, I, I kind of agree with everyone else that – I'm going to say they, they are contender for the ACC. Um, I, I don't know if I like them as, as much as Tim does, but I do like me. Um, Penn State, I, I think, can be there in that big picture at the end. Um, they don't have a whole lot coming up. They just beat Northwestern. They got UMass. And, and really the big two left is Ohio State and Michigan. Um, so, so we'll see. But they, their defense looks good. And then Oklahoma – I agree with Tim um, and, and Will. Uh, they, they run up on Texas this, this weekend, and I think that's the end of it for this year. So, pretend Okay. 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 Uh, we, uh, I mean, Ricky. Okay. Uh, Duck, I'm, I'm going to go with um, UNC. I think they're contenders for the ACC, uh, but I think they're pretenders for the national championship. Um, Penn State, contender. Um, but I don't think they have enough to, to even to get by Michigan. I don't think they will have enough to get by them in the Big Ten. And Oklahoma, I, I see them uh, as a Big Ten, excuse me, a Big Twelve contender, but not a contender for the national championship. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stay right with you, Ricky, because I want to talk a little bit about USC Colorado. Hmm. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm still hanging around there with Colorado because I mean, as 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 bad as it looked in the uh, first half, 
uh, you got to give credit to Colorado. Um, you know, I mean, they're playing against a Heisman Trophy candidate uh, in Caleb Williams. And um, but Colorado show some heart. And um, for Shador to come back and throw four touchdowns and uh, to make it close, I think it was like 48-41. Um, I think they got some fight in them. Uh, I think this. I think you can learn from this loss, and I think they're going to be better going down the road. Uh, I think they know that they can play with the big boys, and not saying that that the game against um, uh, who was it that beat them pretty bad? Um, Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. beat them pretty bad. I I think they're just going to sweep that under the table and learn from it and keep moving. But uh, I'm still hanging in there with them to to have a good solid season this year. Okay, Prentice. I like their second half. Um, I give them credit for not giving up, making adjustments. Um, I I love Shadour Sanders um, and how he handled the second half. And um, Caleb Williams had six um, passing touchdowns and Shadour Sanders had five. I give them credit. Um, There was an opportunity to win that game if a couple of those drives in the fourth quarter didn't stall, although they scored at the end, but then – USC ran it out. Um, I'm on the bandwagon, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm really cheering for them. Um, but I guess we looked at these two games and thought these were two games that were going to be tough to win, and that played out. Let's see how I think. I don't know who they play coming up. Um, I can't remember, but let's see if they can get back on track. I will. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up for, for me as well. Uh, I think early in the season, um, I counted Oregon as a loss for them. I counted USC as a, as a loss for them. But they did show me something with uh, the way they came back and kept on playing uh, against USC. Um, you know, they have their own their own issues. You lose a guy like Travis Hunter, and now you've got to replace him with two other players, and that didn't, that didn't help. And I think this game, they found two other players. They found the young uh, freshman defensive back who was a five-star recruit for him who finally played for him. And then he found the wide receiver, O'Marion, uh, who, who stepped up and played for him. So they're now creating depth and more playmakers for themselves. So um, I look forward to them to getting uh, better as this thing moves on. Uh, I think it kind of got over the hump there a little bit with Oregon and USC. And now they'll come out here and play uh, ASU in the desert. And um, I'd, I'd expect them to get back on the winning trail. All right, Steve. Uh, it was a it was an interesting game, tail of two halves. Uh, but you know, for me, I watched the gentleman from USC play Caleb Williams. That's a special dude. That's a really really special dude. I watched him, and I heard the announcer say it a few times. And I'm kind of taking the spotlight, I guess, off of Colorado, if you will. But he makes every throw in the book, and he throws them all very well. I heard them uh, compare him to Patrick Mahomes one time. You know that that's nice and it's cool, but uh, you know we don't we don't want to go overboard with things. But right. Williams is a really really good quarterback, and I have not seen one better than him in college so far this season. Uh, and, and that's my biggest takeaway from it. But I, I, somebody just mentioned Colorado found a. A wide receiver, and they found a corner. McLean, I think, was his name. We'll see how they do over the rest of the season. But Dion is really good at motivation, 
and, and, and having guys have confidence in themselves. But my takeaway was just watching Caleb Williams work, and uh, it was nice. It was special. Okay. Hey, gentlemen, we have a little bit of background noise. If we could mute, because I I still hear some conversation. If we could mute our phones if we're not talking, I'd appreciate it. Go ahead, Duck. I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, Jay Hayes. Sure. Um, You know, uh, SC uh, offensively is a great team. Defensively, they are terrible. Uh, they're another one of those teams that just give up so many points. It's hard to believe uh, that they are still undefeated. Um, you know, Colorado, their next five games, they should be favored in. Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, maybe not UCLA, but Oregon State uh, and Arizona. And then, you know, they have to end the season with Washington State and Utah, which will be two tough games for them. But I could see them winning three of their next five games um, and, you know, still have a shot at a bowl game and all of that. So um, I I think they're on the right track. Uh, They're going to get Travis Hunter back uh, in a couple weeks, and hopefully uh, the other kids will – uh, increase their roles and play better. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, I, um, I I I've never was as big on USC as some of the other guys uh, uh, on our panel have been, even from the beginning of the season. Because I remember what they did in that bowl game last year, where they were like really out, real big against Tulane, and and then you know just sort of like folded in the second half and got you know, got beat at the end of the ball game. And it looked to me like that's exactly what happened with Colorado the other day. They got way out front, and they couldn't sustain the lead. Uh, and it's because of what Jay said. Their defense is just not good. Um, uh, so, you know, in my best Denny Green uh, impression, they are who we thought they were. Uh, you know, so uh, I'm not big on them for, for playoff contention. Um, on the other hand, uh, even though I've not been a big fan of uh, of, of Dion, generally um, he was he's done a pretty done some pretty good stuff with Colorado, and that was an impressive comeback. Um, um, a couple of years away, but uh, he's making some strides, some real positive strides. Okay, uh, Tim. Again, we got room for you on the the Dion Sanders bus, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you uh, noted that he's Duke. Uh, yeah, I, I thought, uh, as I said last week, this is the best Notre Dame team I've seen in several years. Um, uh, I think with the schedule they have, they have a chance of maybe uh, making a little noise toward the playoffs at the end of the year because they, they, they outplayed Ohio State um, in that game. Um, Duke was surprising to me. I thought their win over, over Clemson was a fluke. That's, that's a good football team. Um, one of the better better games of the of the weekend, I thought. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, Jay Hayes. Yeah, uh, you know, I I did make the statement that Notre Dame was going to beat the brakes off of uh, Duke. Um, you know, Duke ended up being Duke in the end. Uh, you know, they couldn't they couldn't finish the game, but I agree with 
agree with you that they played a heck of a game, and you can see they have a mature team, uh, you know, really some good players. Uh, I think they have some transfers in there. Uh, their quarterback really impressed me, and it's a shame he got hurt at the very end of the game. Uh, it, I don't think he could have brought them back, but, you know, it's a shame that now going forward they may not have him uh, for a while. I, I don't know how extensive his injury was, but uh, it, w- it was a shame to see that kid get hurt because he's, he's a heck of a football player. And they, that running back they had was impressive. I mean, he was breaking tackles and just just strong runner, uh, I, I was impressed with how Duke played, and uh, I hope uh, Notre Dame continues to uh, piece wins together. Okay, Ricky. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I enjoyed the game. It was, you know, a hard-hitting game. Um, you know, Notre Dame had to come from behind, to, uh, you know, to beat them, and uh, that made it, you know, impressive also. But um I'm I'm impressed with Duke. Just that I mean, we know that it's a basketball team, but uh, they're not too bad. You know, they're playing well, and uh, you know, I don't think they're going to contend for anything. But uh, they may be turning the corner as being a team that you pay attention to now uh, on the gridiron. So uh, I think it was a good game, hard hitting game, and uh, uh, but you know, I'm pulling for Notre Dame anyway, so I'm just glad they pulled it out. And hopefully, like Jay said, that they can keep on piecing together some wins down the road. Okay, let's go with uh, Steve. Yeah, I, I saw some of the Duke uh, Notre Dame game. I can't can't sit here and say that I watched the whole game. I was kind of in and out, flipping around. But uh, you know, I'm glad Notre Dame won. I'm not a big Duke fan, and I think at some point Duke will revert. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Duke's got a good team. I don't know how they'll be, how good they will be down the stretch uh, in all of this. Uh, I, I wouldn't look for them to be. I, I don't even think they'll be in contention for the ACC title, to be perfectly honest with you. But that's just me talking. And I, I think, like I said before, if they're not playing in Cameron Indoor, I'm not betting on Duke. So, and I don't like the basketball team either. So we'll see what happens <laughs> down the stretch. But uh, it, 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 I have watched some of the highlights, and they they did have some impressive plays. Um, and and I remember when they did beat, uh, I think it was Clemson the first game of the season, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, they pretty, appeared to have a pretty good pretty good football team. But uh, all right, for Duke. Uh-huh. Will I like that uh, Notre Dame uh, continues to uh, to fight. Um, I think if you you know, you can, it's easy to sleep on, on Duke just because of their history, man, but Duke has been running the ball well. They've been out executing people. Um, they've been a pretty uh, formidable um, opponent all year long. I thought Notre Dame's defense stepped up, played really well against Duke's, Duke running the ball, so took that away from them. Uh, and then on Notre Dame's side, um, the running back, uh, Estime, <clears throat> Estime uh, ran the ball well and, then, and scored a couple touchdowns, um, but to me, the, the catalyst there is um, Sam Hartman, who didn't have flashy numbers, but he made plays when he had to, and I think that's what's going to keep Notre Dame going throughout the uh, out the rest of the year. So it was a good game for Notre Dame. All right, Precious? 
Um, the fact that ESPN Game Day was there for the very first time in history is a, is a milestone for Duke. Congratulations. And I do I, – I like this team. I thought it was just a one-hit wonder with Clemson, but they've been consistent. Um, I don't know if I'm way over there where Steve is, where I don't like the basketball team or the football team, but um, I, I'm, I'm glad that there's another team that's performing well um, in the ACC. I – want to see Notre Dame go all the way. I'm rooting for Marcus Freeman. They got a tough schedule coming up, and we'll see how it plays out. But congratulations to Notre Dame. All right. I'm going to stay with you, Princess, because I want to talk uh, Clemson and Syracuse. I thought Dino could pull it out, Princess. I I agree with you. I wanted him to pull it out. I think someone said last night, and it may have been Tim, is that um, Clemson still has a lot of stars on, on that team. Um, five stars, and I thought they were the better team on, on Saturday. Um, and, you know, Syracuse now has one loss, but I, I was pulling for Dino Babers to pull it out. Um, now Clemson, after five weeks, is three and two, which is amazing considering their history over the past seven or eight years. Okay, Tim? I, I agree with Princess uh, on that. Um, Clemson has recruited for the past 10 years or so as well as anybody in the country, uh, and their roster is loaded with four- and five-star players. They just haven't played yeah. that way the last two years, and I think they just had too much talent for Syracuse. Um, that, I think, was just pretty much that simple. They were just a better ball club talent-wise. Okay, Will? Um, yeah, I think that sums it up, man. Clemson, um, I think I think we always uh, looked at Clemson one way because of you know uh, Deshaun Watson and and uh, and uh, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, as being a big time offensive powerhouse. Uh, but they've they've changed. You know, I mean, their identity now is their defense. They're playing really good defense. I think they had like five sacks and a bunch of forced fumbles in this game. Uh, and I think Syracuse was exposed just like we thought they would be. Okay, uh, Ricky. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of, in, I wouldn't say impressed with Clemson, but, uh, you know, the fact that they, after losing to Florida State last week and, you know, and to come back and um, get a convincing win, you know, over, at, well, at that time, Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken, was undefeated. So, I mean, for yeah. them to come back and, and win is, you know, I mean, I know Clemson, Syracuse is not the powerhouse or whatever, but, um Clemson, you know, I'm just I'm just happy that Clemson did what they did and came back and played well. And like Will said, I think we got kind of lowered to sleep with that um, with the quarterbacks they've had in the past, and we think Clemson is this offensive powerhouse. But um, and we used to seeing Clemson winning, and uh, but you know, for them to it was convincing. I thought they did a good job, and uh, like I said, Syracuse wasn't the greatest opponent, but they were undefeated. Okay, Jay Hayes. Yeah, um, I, I agree with with what everyone else has said uh, in this game. Uh, Clemson just has a better stable. Um, you know, Syracuse is on the come. You know, I hope uh, my friend Dino gets them over the hump or at least he gets a better job out of the deal. Um, you know, Syracuse just, I don't know that they can ever get back to uh, what they were with Paul Pascaloni and Coach Mack, you know, where they ruled the East. And, you know, I think they played a different schedule back then, a little more than they do now. 
you know, play in the ACC, it's it's harder for them uh, to to be the type of team they were, uh, you know, back in the late '90s and early 200s, you know, 2000s. It's uh, you know, Clemson. Clemson just has a better better stable of players. Okay, Steve. Yeah, I hate to sound like a broken record, but um, I agree with the analysis on the Clemson and Syracuse game. Uh, but like Princess said, too, I, I root for Dino Babers. I, I do. I, I wish that they could uh, get over the hump. I mean, he seems to be a real decent guy. I've seen a couple of interviews on him. and uh, But I'll fall back, too, to a comment about Duke. Uh, I think in the next couple of weeks they play North Carolina, North Carolina State, in Florida State. They, I think they're off this weekend. I'm looking at a schedule, so they don't play until the 14th. But watch out. They're going to get beat twice in a row, North Carolina State and Florida State. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about Duke at the end. But wishing Dino all the best in Syracuse. Clemson's got a little too right. much. I'm going to stay right with you, Steve, because I want to know about Rocky Top, South Carolina. Ooh. Okay, Princess. Um, but t- well, Tennessee, well, you know, it's almost like what we were just saying about Syracuse and, and Clemson. Um, Tennessee has probably a little more firepower and a, and a little more depth than South Carolina does. And I think that's really what, what made the difference. And uh, I'm trying to think of his name, the coach at Tennessee. A lot of people sleep on him. He's the quarterback, at Josh Heupel, yeah. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Used to be the court, used to be a quarterback at Oklahoma, so he he, he is schooled in that uh, that that Oklahoma offense, Lincoln Riley type of of mentality, if you will. And I think he's putting together something pretty strong down there at Tennessee. They they got to get a few more pieces to be consistent from year to year, but uh, overall, I think they have a little more talent and a little more depth in South Carolina, and it played out on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Will Lewis. And guys, we need to be quick so we can get everything in. Uh, Rocky Top, South Carolina. Okay. Yep, I thought uh, Tennessee was a, uh, was a better team. I thought they stumbled <laughs> a couple of weeks ago against Florida, but this is their way of kind of getting back into it. Um, I thought they played really well in defense. Uh, Spencer Rattler didn't play really well at all. Um, and then the big thing in that game was uh, Tennessee's defense kept uh, South Carolina uh, off the field because South Carolina was only 2 of 14 on third down. All right, Ricky. Um, pretty much with the same things. I mean, a good game, but it was a, it was like a track meet out there for a while. And um, I didn't think Spencer Rattler played as well as, you know, we expect him to be being a Heisman Trophy candidate. But um, – uh, it went the way I thought it would be, Tennessee, um, you know, winning the game. So it was okay. Okay. Uh, Precious, Rocky Top in the morning, afternoon, and evening. <laughs> I, I don't know. Tennessee must be giving you some money for you to continue to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you got an NIL deal. Um, I, I thought it played out, and South Carolina didn't come to play as well as I thought they could. Um, and – because Tennessee stumbled, as Will Lewis pointed out, the week before I thought that maybe South Carolina had a chance, but they didn't. 
and Tennessee plays very well. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, South Carolina played well against Georgia, and that's probably their game for the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Tennessee just is a better ball club, better roster. Okay, Jay Hayes. I, I agree with everyone. Uh, you know, I, I really like Josh. I've known him for years. He played for my brother at Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, he's well-versed in um, the passing game. Um, you know, I think they'll they'll continue to improve. I think South Carolina just doesn't have the players they need to be um, very good in the SEC. Uh, I think Spencer Rattler is destined for whatever merger we come up with in the spring league of the XFL and the USFL. Tim, I got to be quick guys. So we get everything in. So Tim, everything's on here, but Washington and UCLA. That, that's not until October 14th. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, let's uh, let's jump into this. Uh, Duck, uh, let me start with you. Uh, Maryland and uh, Ohio State. Maryland's undefeated, but they've done this before. I'm taking Ohio State over the Slowskis. Okay. Uh, Will Lewis, what are you thinking, <laughs> Ohio State and Maryland? Ohio State to stay a top five team. Okay. Jay Hayes, uh, what are you thinking, uh, uh, Ohio State and Maryland? Uh, I'll take Ohio State. I, I want Maryland to win, but I'll take Ohio State. Uh, Steve Thornton, what are you thinking? Maryland and Ohio State. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go against the Buckeyes in this one. And i, I got to say it before we go off the air. Since what happened to Florida? <laughs> okay. Really, we got to say that. All right. <laughs> okay, Ricky Porter. Well, he uh, won't be think? back on the rest of the day. I'm asking. You know, growing up, growing up in Maryland, I would love to see the Terps do it, and I'm glad they're having a great season, but uh, Ohio State's going to run away with this one. Okay, mm-hmm. Jay Hayes, Red River rivalry down in uh, Dallas this weekend. What are you thinking, Oklahoma and Texas? <laughs> I, I'll pick Texas. I, I normally wouldn't, but um, you know, I'm because of my Oklahoma ties. But I, I will pick Texas. Okay, Rick Porter, I'm coming right back to you. What are you thinking about the Red River rivalry this weekend? Uh, Texas, all the way on this one. I, I believe they're going to take them out. It won't. I don't even think it's going to be a close game. To be honest with you. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking? I'm picking Texas. Okay. Uh, Will Lewis, um, Texas and Oklahoma. Yep, we'll make it a consensus with Texas. Duck, uh, what are you thinking, Texas and Oklahoma? I'm going, I'm, I'm going horns down. Horns down. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Going with Oklahoma, okay. Um, Steve Thornton, you're down there in Dallas. That's one of the biggest college rivalries that there is. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Auburn, Alabama. Uh, this is right up there with them, the Red River, Red, River, Red River Shootout. What are you thinking? I'll say that this one seldom goes the way people think it's going to go. I do think Texas will win, but I think it will be closer than people think. Stay with you now. Uh, Louisville's undefeated. Uh, I've watched them a couple times. They look awfully good. They uh, did not look great last week against North Carolina State, uh, but they've, uh, they've got Notre Dame coming to town. Uh, what do you think? Notre Dame. 
Okay. Notre Dame will win. <laughs> okay. Uh, Will Lewis, what are you thinking? Uh, Louisville and uh, uh, Notre Dame. I like Louisville, but I'm going to go with Notre Dame and uh, stay on that bandwagon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess, what are you thinking? Louisville and Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight, but I'm going to stay on the bandwagon with everybody else. Notre Dame. Uh, Coach Hayes, I know you coached at Notre Dame, but uh, Louisville's looking awfully good this year. They They are. Uh, but, you know, i got to root for my Irish. Okay. Uh, Rick Porter, what are you thinking? I know you uh, tend to favor Notre Dame, but uh, they're playing in Louisville this weekend. And there will not be any changes. <laughs> Louisville <laughs> is explosive and unbeaten, but I'm going with Notre Dame all the way. Okay. Uh, Duck, what are you thinking, uh, Notre as, Dame and Louisville? As I said last night, if, if Purvis Ellison can grab some rebounds, pass it out to Billy Thompson, <laughs> And, and Milk Wagner. It's football. Milk Wagner. Oh, oh, I mean, all right, it's football. All right, I'll take Notre Dame. <laughs> all right, Doug, it's on you. All right, stay, uh, I want to stay with you, Jay Hayes. What pro football game did you watch? Uh, I watched a bunch of them, but, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs uh, versus the Jets uh, was uh, one that I watched, and uh, – you know, just the Chiefs are who we thought they were and the Jets are who we thought they were. Uh, last night, the Giants, <laughs> I watched that one, and that was that was just one of the worst <laughs> examples of football I've ever seen in my life. Um, just bad, bad, bad. I, and I'm actually up here in, in the tri-state area in New York right now visiting my grandkids and um, – so I watched watched both of those games, you know, in the in the area and been talking to people around town, and they're they're just distraught because both their teams stink. So, <laughs> okay, all right, Steve Thornton, what game? Well, I did watch the game last night, simply because it was on Monday Night Football, and yeah, the Giants. I, I don't know what to say about the Giants. They they did look really really bad. Um, so you know. What else can one say? And, of course, I watched the Cowboys play against the Patriots and gave uh, Bill Belichick the worst beating he's had. But, you know, I mean, it, re- it really wasn't that bad because the Cowboys should have put 50 on the, on the scoreboard. I mean, they're kicking field goals like they're going out of style. If they would ever score some touchdowns, they'd run people out of the stadium. But the Pats got some work to do, and Mac Jones, Mac, the Jones boys, I don't know. They need to get together and talk, Mac and uh, Daniel, because I don't know. Something's not right. But there you okay. Go. <laughs> All right, Will Lewis. Um, yeah, I watched the um, the uh, Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears game, uh, and at one point it looked like the Bears were going to win this. Uh, and, and I think if the Bears had won that game, then I think there would have been grounds for firing the coach right there on the field. You know, I mean, even a, an accomplished <laughs> coach like Sean Payton. So there's no way in the world uh, a team should have lost to the dump fire of a team. Chicago Bears is so. But fortunately for the, uh, the 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 Broncos, they found a way to get their first win and pull it out. So Sean Payton lives to fight another day. Okay, I don't know if you saw the memes with. Uh... Caleb Williams in the Chicago Bar uniform. But anyway. Uh <laughs> wow. yeah. 
<laughs> Ricky Williams. I mean, look, Ricky Williams. Ricky Porter. Hey, okay. All I can say is, you know, <laughs> I was happy for you know Zach Wilson. He didn't play great, but he played better, much improved. And um, you know, but the optimal word here is almost. He almost led them to victory, but it wasn't it wasn't to be. But um, that was the game I watched. You know, Kansas City against the the Jets and the the Jets. I mean, they just. I mean, they just all they can do is just keep playing and try to get better. But this year is is not going to be their year. You okay. Think? <laughs> Dang, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the Miami Dolphins um, ha- have been having quite a season. Um, but I think Will Lewis and I may be the only people that I know of anyway who have had doubts about Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and I think the Buffalo Bills sort of exposed him again this week. They mixed up their, mixed up their coverages and uh, took away the long ball, and he has problems reading defenses once the play starts. Um and I think the Buffalo Bills exposed him again this week. Um, that was an impressive performance by them, and particularly their defensive secondary. Um, and then the Jets, they just need help. They, they need help. <laughs> All right, Chris? Um, I, I watched the Kansas City Swifties and, and the Jets, um, and then I, I watched a little bit of the Dallas game. But I really watched the, the Miami game against Buffalo. I wanted to see that. Um, and uh, I, I think Buffalo proved that they're there to be reckoned with, too. And the, the last thing is I'm, I'm worried about the Steelers, um, as much as a Cowboys fan can worry about the Steelers. But they don't look good. And I, I don't know if this is Mike Tomlin's or if they're just going to hold on to them and they're going to turn their around. Okay. Take this out, Francis. All right. Gentlemen. Thank you. Um, happy birthday, Tim Moore. Um, yeah, have a birthday. great great night. Have some communion uh, on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Hayes, Will Lewis, Ricky Porter. Uh, who did I miss there? Did I get everybody? Tim Moore, um, Will Lewis, and Tim Moore. Uh, Duck Riley. Duck, how's that foot doing? Hey, that's okay. Yeah, she's mad at me because I asked you about Florida. Okay. And I'm a gay fan. I'm You still talking, Steve? You still talking, Steve? Okay. 5143934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934934
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 